No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. couple of days because I certainly did as always so much to get through in so little time if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show then please by all means head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course of course you can follow us on twitter at boogie bumper uh, as always, tonight's recommended drink, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official Wine and Crackers broadcast right here at 7pm. And yes, if you'd like to leave a tip, there's a few ways you can do it. Streamlabs.com, DLive, get those soury little lemons, leave those succulent suckers in my fruit bowl. You can do that. Super Chats. Got the lot. We've got the lot, mate. So. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen... We're going to go on a personal journey, a journey of discovery. Not personal to me, but personal to someone else. It's going to be emotional at times. There will be ups, there will be downs. You'll laugh, you'll cry. But I promise at the end of this, just like everything we promote here on Team YouTube, I promise at the end of this, we will all be better off for the experience. Because tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce you to something I only learned about a few hours ago. I'm going to introduce you to the curious case of Ollie Robinson. This is Ollie Robinson. Say, everyone say, hi, Ollie. This is Ollie Robinson. He's a, an, an Englishman who, a few days ago, at the age of 27 years old, made his debut for the English cricket team, ladies and gentlemen. So congratulations, Ollie Robinson. Big debut. His first ever game for his country, which isn't a, a, a small deal. I know, you know, my American brothers and sisters will be like, what the fuck is cricket? I don't understand cricket. I'm not going to get into a, you know, a long-winded explanation of what cricket is and the rules are and stuff. You can do that on your own time because <laughs> it's not really. Cricket is just the vehicle for the story that we're about to discuss here, the curious case of Ollie Robinson. There's Ollie. Everyone's saying hello to Ollie. Very nice. Very nice of him. So, you know, making your debut for the English cricket team is not a small feat, especially at like the age of 27. That's pretty old these days to be making your debut for the national team. To put it in perspective, cricket is a big sport to an Australian as well. I see Foggy in the chat. He, not everybody likes cricket, but cricket's a pretty big deal in, in Australia as well when it comes to sport. The oldest rivalry in cricket and like the biggest rivalry in cricket is Australia versus England. So there are no, there's no love lost between me and English cricket players, right? Obviously, because I'm a cricket fan and we love beating England more than anybody else. And they love beating us more than anybody else. So, you know, obviously I'm not, you know, playing a small violin for this story that you're about to see here, the curious case of Ollie Robinson. But uh, there's a saying in this country, the second most important job in the country 
is the captain of the Australian cricket team, second only to the prime minister, right? So that's that's the kind of national regard we're talking about here. It's a similar thing in England, although football is a much bigger sport over there than cricket is. But cricket's still obviously huge. So Ollie Robinson at the age of 27, a very proud moment for this young man. Exactly, Foggy in the chat. Fuck the Poms, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the only correct answer. Happy Hanukkah, Hey! Winning underscore TV tipped three dollars. <laughs> hero, 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 boog guy and right. boogers from the cart patrols. Okay. Cricket isn't that undation food that tastes like chicken? No, it's not. Thank you, Winning TV, Phil D'Angelo. What have we got today? What have you got for me, Phil? <laughs> Thank you for the tip, by the way. Asians have got their own thing going on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know most of the time. Um, thank you. Thank you for the video, Phil. See, now now you're, you're drifting so far into Victor Von Schroom territory. I'm now having to, like, respond to you the same way I respond to Victor Von Schroom, which is thank you for the video, Victor. Now it's thank you for the video, Phil. <laughs> thank you, mate. I don't, I don't know what to say. Thank you for the video. <laughs> Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash Winning So where were we? Ollie Robinson. Ollie Robinson. Everyone say hello to Ollie Robinson. So he made his debut for the English cricket team at the age of 27, which is relatively old. He also made his debut at Lords. This is a cricket ground in England, and it's said to be like the first cricket ground. It's They call it the home of cricket, right? So not only did he make his debut, not only did he play his first ever game for England at the ripe old age of 27, he also did it at the home of cricket, the most famous cricket ground in the history of cricket, Lords, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is coming up, Ollie. Everything's working out for Ollie. This is like just a fucking beautiful time in Ollie's life. He's still a young man. He's got a career ahead of him. He's fucking making his debut at the home of cricket. I mean, this is huge. Ollie Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. But what goes up must come down. And I'm afraid here on Team YouTube, there are certain standards that we need to, you know, not only promote, but also defend. And I'm afraid this curious case of Ollie Robinson after all of these meteoric highs, all of these life memories, it had to come crashing back down to earth, ladies and gentlemen. England debutante ashamed of racist and sexist tweets. Sinister Charlie in the chat was joking when he said, so he's racist then? <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Listen to this. Ollie Robinson apologises for sexist and racist tweets that surfaced during his test debut against New Zealand at Lord's. So it was during his first game. Somebody said, you know what? Let's check out this boy's fucking social media account. And wouldn't you know it, uh, problematic tweets everywhere. But 
the plot thickens. Do you remember what we were talking about on Wednesday? And we've spoken about it before on other shows, right? Um, this theory that I have that the kids growing up now, well, it's not really a theory I have. I'm sure a lot of people have it. I don't know why I said that. Sorry. But the kids growing up now have, they grow up with a completely different set of social pressures. Their whole life has basically been online. You know, in some cases, the day they were born, their parents were posting pictures of them on Facebook. When I was born, no one was there to take a picture of it. You know what I mean? That nobody had a camera rolling. It was just a lot of placenta and paperwork. That's all there was. No uncomfortable videos or anything. It's just kind of, it's all it was back then. But now you you come out, you pop out, and you're not even past the vaginal lips, and they're already posting it to Instagram. Look at this, my baby boy. Sometimes sometimes the baby doesn't even have to be born and we can make a PR thing out of it. Look at uh, John Legend and his wife or whatever she is. Wife, girlfriend, I don't know. Remember the big pictures they were doing? Oh, we lost one. Wow. Not even posting pictures of a baby on Facebook. So the kids now have all of these completely different social pressures and it's I, I don't envy them. I fucking feel sorry for them. So Ollie Robinson, 27 years old as of today. Ollie Robinson apologises for sexist and racist tweets that surfaced during his test debut against New Zealand at Lords. England debutant Ollie Robinson says he's ashamed of a series of, quote, historic tweets that surfaced online during his first day of cricket at Lords. Historic tweets, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Now, this is the fun part, okay? I'll give you... Th- uh, i tell you what. 10 internets to whoever gives me the closest number that they think is reasonable for a quote-unquote historic tweet to get you into trouble. What do you think is fair? Okay. Give me a number. Throw a number out there. What do you think? One year? Two years? Six months? Three months? Five? Five years? What's, what's your figure? How far are we going back here for young Ollie Robinson, the 27-year-old debutant? Iceman, Iceman double four, double three, life, lonely chef, life. (laughs) So if there's a picture of Ollie Robinson on Facebook somewhere of him shitting his pants as a four-year-old, he should be sacked from the team. (laughs) You know, his whole life is up for grabs. Well, I see a lot of numbers, six million hours. Thank you, Ray Walker. 15 years, original rev thinks about 15 years is about right. Eight years, 11 years. Okay, well, how about this? Soon after stumps on day one of the first test against New Zealand, the 27-year-old fast bowler was, quote, close to tears as he apologised for a string of sexist and racist messages that he posted on Twitter from 2012 to 2014. Oof. Eight to six years ago. No, nine years ago. Nine years ago. Pardon me. Nine fucking years ago. When he was, get this, when he was 18 years old. Just an 18-year-old fucking around on Twitter. Posting shit. Now, I had to work very hard. 
but I did eventually succeed. I had to work very hard to find these tweets. Would you like to see them? <laughs> as purely as purely a research exercise, one in the chat if you'd like to see the tweets we're talking about, just so you know you can understand what offensiveness really is. Two in the chat if, no, I'm already offended, I don't want to see them. It's too much. Please don't. Please no. Can we just talk about puppies and kittens and shit? One in the chat if you'd like to see them. I don't, I'm letting you decide. They're, I mean, they're pretty awful. They're pretty disgusting. It's ones. <laughs> Daryl two? <laughs> it's ones. All right. Now, you know, please be fair here. Do consider that I did give you a warning. All right. So you asked for this. You literally asked for this. Here are some of the tweets from Ollie Robinson from dating back as far as 20 fucking 12 when he was an 18 year old. Uh, he replied to Byron Gould, who I don't know who he is. Uh, something that I, I generally agree with. Real niggas don't let the microwave hit zero zero. Couldn't fucking agree more. There's nothing more satisfying for me than hitting the microwave when there's like one second left. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with him there. Uh, he also tweeted out in 2014, the guy next to me on the train definitely has Ebola. Uh, here's one from 2012. My new Muslim friend is the bomb. <laughs> I mean, just just disgusting. Just fucking disgusting behaviour. I mean, it's obviously racist. It's obviously, I mean, we can't allow this kind of thing to be happening. I mean, you know, come on. Come on. Uh, he said, a lot, not, not, not going to lie, a lot of girls need to learn the art of class. Uh, with my boy retarded, you're an asshole, by the way, treating my girl like that. Hashtag shitfaced. <laughs> Hashtag shitfaced. <laughs> Reminder, he was 18 years old at the time. Uh, big, bit awkward, you just said that. I've literally just finished on her face and now she won't wake up. Think she's under a spell. With one L. Yeah. Uh, I like this one particularly. He wrote, I wonder if Asian people put smileys like this and instead of the uh, colon uh, bracket, he put two dashes. <laughs> Squiddy eyes. Uh, one that says just says hashtag retarded. about this one the two fat ladies i sucked your dick hashtag for the last time hung over <laughs> two fat ladies sucked his dick okay haha <laughs> you mad she won't bite you i don't think she might hump you though remind me not to watch the boxing with a girl again hashtag not a clue hashtag she's bored already cares about tamara eccleston eyebrows hashtag out soon <laughs> okay so these, I mean, like I said, man, this he was an 18-year-old kid, 19-year-old, drinking, playing cricket, talking shit with his boys online. And, you know, it just made me think of, like, because we were only talking about this a few days ago, how much different it is now for these kids. Because here he is, like, making his debut. He hasn't pissed anybody off or anything. 
They waited until the first day of his career as an international cricketer, making his debut at the most famous ground in the sport of cricket. They waited for him to make his debut and then they fucking nailed him. There's something sinister about it. Because they know he was an 18-year-old kid, but because, I, I, I don't know, society and the media, the media wants their pound of flesh. And we'd, we'd like to think that society doesn't want its pound of flesh and it's, the, it's all the media's fault. Like the media is the ones like just creating these outrage cycles. But it's really not true. They're creating them because we love them. They're creating outrage cycles because it works, because it gets clicks, because people jump on a bandwagon, because next thing you know, this kid on Twitter is going to be like, you know, people are going to be rolling up on his uh, timeline and they're going to be like fucking wishing he was dead, basically. You know what people are like. So what, he tweeted nine years ago when he was 18, he tweeted about, um, you know, having getting his dick sucked by two fat girls. And next thing you know, he's going to be like, they're going to be like, he fucking hates women. He's disgusting. We hate him. Ah, they're going to come after him. Now this, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, obviously it's blown up. This poor fucking kid, Ollie Robinson. What would you say? How about this? Would you like to see the apology? I think we should see the apology. Because after his first day of international test cricket, instead of coming off the ground and being asked to talk about what was it like to play your first ever game for England, what was it like to, you know, play here at Lords? Remember, like, he's probably invited the fucking mum, dad, grandma, grandpa, they're all down there watching him play. Big, proud moment. Instead of being asked any of those questions, this is what he was forced to do. Now, this is the apology. <laughs> and. I'm, t I'm here to tell you, it's every bit as cringe as you imagine it will be. It's, it's worse. It's so much worse. But it's not bad only because the apology is bad. It's also bad because as far as I could count, and I could be wrong, I could be undershooting it. As far as I could count, Ollie Robinson had to deliver this exact same apology three times. Three times. Because look, this is the apology here. This is at a press conference. Here's another version of the apology, probably for the online streaming community, right? Okay, now you've done your apology to the TV camera. Now we need to get you in front of the laptop and do your apology there. And this apology, which is out on the ground. Three apologies. And, you know... We've said before, right, that this, this demanding of apologies, it's been like this for a while. There's so much to unpack here with this story. First of all, it looks like we're doing the historical Twitter thing again. So, okay, so, okay, I guess we're doing this again. I thought we kind of moved past this. I thought everybody agreed because enough people were taking each other out on both sides. I thought both sides were kind of like, okay, you know what? We're losing our heads a bit here. Let's stop with the historical Twitter fucking outrage. But no, it seems like that's back on the table now. It's back on again. So good stuff. Well done. All right. This can only end well. This fucking poor kid who hasn't actually done anything to anybody. He's just played a game of cricket. That's all he did. Play cricket for his country. <laughs> so, you know, we've spoken about this demanding of apologies shit. It has nothing to do with making the aggrieved person feel better. 
demanding the demanding of apologies is all about power. It's it's all about the person who's demanding the apology of you. It's them saying, I have the power to make you denounce your own speech. Right? Like this this is my hold over you. I can make you denounce the things that are coming out of your own fucking mouth right in front of me and you'll and you'll grovel for forgiveness when I do like it's it's a power play because every single and it, it, there's going to be people who go no that's bullshit fucking bullshit my ass because every single time the person apologizes can anybody point to one occasion when the person apologizes and everyone says okay good thank you for the apology let's move on Does that ever happen? Of course not. No, because when the apology comes, that's when the fucking, that's when the more demands start rolling in. You know, remember David Hogg, remember um, Laura Ingram said something about, she made some joke about David Hogg not being able to go to university or something. I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't that important even then. But everyone jumped on her and she came out and, she, you know, David Hogg was like, I demand an apology. This is unacceptable. This is disgusting. And so she's like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry because the sponsors started pulling out. And then, of course, okay, let's go back to young David Hogg for a comment. He's like, mm, you know what? I don't think that apology was good enough. We're still coming after your sponsors anyway. He's like, well, what did you expect to happen? It's about power. It's not about making somebody feel better because they're offended. It's got nothing to do with that whatsoever. So this poor fucking kid... <laughs> Ollie Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, not only, you know, went the apology route, because again, like there's going to be people who are criticizing him for it. I, I think it's very tough on the kid. You know why? He's, he's not somebody who's like established in the team. So he's been picked for a, a, the cricket team of England. You've got to think about culturally what England is like when it comes to saying offensive things on Twitter. Far worse in Australia, far worse than the United States, right? so much further down that fucking PC rabbit hole. It's scary, man. So he's a kid. He's made his fucking debut for the team. He's played one day of cricket, international test cricket, one lousy fucking day. And I'm sure there would have been people in his ear saying, Ollie, look, mate, you've just started your career. It's your first game. Just go out there, apologize, say whatever you've got to say and hope this blows over because, you know, You've got this out of the way now. You've got so much cricket ahead of you. I bet you people were saying that to him. Mate, just get out there. Get on the front foot. Say you're sorry. And everything will work out. But it, perhaps unsurprisingly to most of you in the audience, guess what? It didn't fucking work out. It didn't work out for poor old Ollie Robinson. Because not only did he apologise, he apologised three fucking times in three different settings. Let's have a look. So far, I'm embarrassed by the racist and sexist tweets that I've posted over eight years ago, which have today become public. I want to make it clear that I'm not racist and I'm not sexist. I just want to make it clear to everyone. I just want to make it known that, like, I'm really sorry for what happened, what I said on Twitter, like, eight years ago, nine years ago. You know what I mean? And I just want to let it be known that I'm not racist and I'm not sexist. <laughs> Sweet, adorable Ollie. They don't care. Sweet, innocent, naive Ollie. They don't give a fuck whether you're really racist or sexist or not. 
Now it's about tasting blood. <laughs> Roots Calhoun in the chat. Thank you for joining us, Roots. I'm racist and sexist. Fuck you. Oh, poor Ollie. But poor Ollie wants Ollie wants to, you know, further his career. Ollie wants Ollie doesn't want to make waves. Ollie has just you know, landed his dream job of playing cricket for his country. What a proud fucking day for Ollie Robertson. A proud day. I, yeah, I'm with Original Rev. I feel fucking sorry for the kid. I'm also, I am also going to mock the apology, but I also feel sorry for it. I deeply regret my actions and I'm ashamed of making such remarks. Oh. I was thoughtless and irresponsible and regardless of my state of mind at the time, my actions were inexcusable. Since that period, I've matured as a person and fully regret the tweet. <sighs> Today should be about my efforts on the field and the pride of making my test debut. Yeah, but it's not, Ollie. <laughs> Today should be about my efforts on the field and about me making my debut, but it's not, Ollie. Ollie, it's about eight years ago you tweeted, and I quote, um, bit awkward, you just said that I've literally finished on her face and now she won't wake up, think she's under a spell. And that's enough, Ollie. That's enough. Now that's a red rag to a bull, Ollie. What about this tweet? My Muslim friend is the bomb. <laughs> Poor Ollie. I really regret my racism and my sexism from nine years ago. <laughs> I mean, please, can you please just let me play cricket? All I wanted to do my whole life since I was a little boy was play cricket for my country. Can I please be allowed to do it? Well, I'll tell you what, Ollie. You might be allowed to do it if you do the exact same apology at least two more times. On the biggest day of my career so far, I'm embarrassed by the racist and sexist tweets I posted about eight years ago, which have today become public. I want to make it clear that I'm not racist and I'm not sexist. <laughs> I deeply regret my actions and I'm ashamed of making such remarks. It's the exact same apology. Oh no, where's the image? Oh no, fuck, I'll have to play it again. My bad. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the exact same apology. Okay, so here's the first one at the official press conference. Right. On the biggest day of my career so far, I'm embarrassed by the racist and sexist tweets that I've posted over eight years ago. Okay, now here's... Okay, so tell you what, Ollie, you apologise for the television cameras. If you apologise to the live streamers and the laptop community, maybe we'll let you off. Okay, just do the same thing again there. On the biggest day of my career so far, I'm embarrassed by the racist and sexist tweets I posted over eight years ago. Right? Oh, they're going to get their pound of flesh out of this fucking kid. They are going to destroy this fucking kid. And, man, I hope that he comes out and, like, plays, like, just plays the best game. I hope he's, he's the best fucking player on the field for the next four days because that's what it's going to have to take. You know what I mean? That's what it's going to have to take, man. He's going to have to come out and play the fucking best cricket that he's ever played in his life. Because now, whenever he has, like, one bad day or one bad game, they're going to say it's because of this. You know what I mean? And, you know, this might this might have just fucking shattered the young guy's confidence and he'll never be a good player again. It might, be, it might have that effect. Could fucking ruin his career. Again, some shit that he tweeted when he was 18 years old. Nine years ago. So I tell you what, Ollie, you've done two different apologies now. You've done one for the streamers and one for the television cameras. Ollie, 
How about one on the field as well? Tell you what, Ollie, if you do three apologies, maybe we'll let you off. What do you think of that, my man? Hmm? Sound like a pretty good deal, does it, Ollie? Well, let's have a look. Here's apology number three. On the biggest day of my career so far, I'm embarrassed by the racist and sexist tweets that I posted over eight years ago. Which <laughs> It's the same apology. They're all the same apology, just done. He, he had to give at least, there could be more. He had to give at least three apologies on the same day <laughs> for the same incident to three different settings. I'm going to try and play them like back to back as quick as I can, okay? On the biggest, on the biggest day, day, of day, of biggest day of my career so far, I'm embarrassed by the racist and sexist tweets that I posted over eight years ago, which have today become public. I want to make it clear that I'm not racist and not sexual. I'm ashamed of making such remarks. I was thoughtless and irresponsible in regard to my state of mind at the time. My actions were inexcusable. Since that period, I've matured as a person and fully regret the tweets. Today should be about my efforts on the field and the pride of my thoughts and behaviours in the past. Over the past few years, I've worked hard to turn my life around. I've matured as an adult. The work and education I've gained personally and in my county. So much better this way. We can get them all done in one hit. I would like to apologize to anyone I'm in the game, my teammates and the game as a whole in what's been a day of action and awareness for combusting discrimination from my sport. I don't want something that happened eight years ago to diminish the efforts of my teammates and the ECB as a meaningful meaningful action and comprehensive initiatives and efforts, which I fully endorse. brutal, isn't it? It's fucking brutal. I will continue to educate myself, look to advice and work for support networks that are available to me to learn more about getting better in this area. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I've certainly learned my lesson today. Oof. Oof. Yes, White Flight, it's a humiliation ritual. They will trot you out, they'll trot you around. Because remember, okay, again, 27-year-old guy, his first day in the team, his first day, he's the new kid, right? The new kid in the team. He would have had people from the English cricket team in his ear, PR people, communications people going, here, read this apology, read it here, here, and here, right? You're going to go on TV, you're going to read this, you're going to go in front of a laptop, you're going to read this. When they come up to you on the field after the game, you're going to read this. Just do what you're fucking told, kid, right? You're in enough trouble as it is. And he would have been like, oh, okay, I guess I better, guess I better do what I'm told. So after these three apologies, all the same apologies, this humiliation ritual, let me see how, I wonder how optimistic my chat is. I think I know the answer, but I just want to be sure. Press one in the chat if you think that the three gutty, the three gut-wrenching, humiliating apologies that we just witnessed there, press one in the chat if you think that that was enough for everybody to get over it. Press two in the chat if you think, oh, no, 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 no. We're not done with you yet, Ollie. <laughs> Which one do you think? One in the chat for, okay, thanks for the apology. I feel better now, Ollie. Go play some cricket, son. Press two in the chat for, ah, uh, where do you think you're going? What do you think? Seeing mostly twos. Mostly twos in the chat. Okay. 
Well, it seems that my chat is not very uh, optimistic at all. You think that they're still going to be coming after poor Ollie. Well, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, you are correct. (laughs) English cricket star Ollie Robinson investigated for revolting tweets. (laughs) There's going to be an investigation now. An investigation. So you know what that means? That means now that some kind of fucking third party somewhere... How about this? Hopefully it's like a Facebook fact checker who gets this job of investigating Ollie Robinson for his, quote, revolting tweets, which were nine years ago when he was an 18-year-old. Foggy in the chat. Jesus fucking Christ, England got soft. (laughs) Yes, yes. Like, can you ever, can you see them? If this is the way they're going to go about it, can you see them even winning the Ashes again, Foggy? I can't. Not at this rate. Not at this rate. <laughs> English cricket star Ollie Robinson investigated for revolting tweets. England cricketer Ollie Robinson faces disciplinary action after being forced to apologise about revolting racist and sexist tweets from his past. Uh, again, I, I feel like this is a little you know, a little obvious at this point, and I don't want to insult my audience by repeating myself, but uh, the use of the term revolting here in the headline, that's what we refer to as editorialising, okay? Because revolting is a subjective term, and if you don't believe me, Google scat porn. You might like it. I find it revolting. So it's a very subjective thing. Revolt, revolting, revulsion. You can't just whack it in the headline there like it's a fact. (laughs) So that's what we refer to as editorialising, injecting opinion where it ought not be in a report about something. England cricketer Ollie Robinson faces disciplinary action after being forced to apologise about revolting racist and sexist tweets from his past. Some of them were pretty fucking funny. And I mean, you know, real niggas don't let the microwave hit zero. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. I, that's how I roll too, Ollie. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the gang. I'm one of the crew. I'm a zero-one motherfucker on the microwave, you know? I don't know how else to say it. He faces disciplinary action after being forced to apologise about revolting racist and sexist tweets from his past. The offensive posts which came to light on Robinson's first... It came to light. We just discovered them like a... We discovered them like a trinket in an Indiana Jones cave, you know? Oh, we were just wandering around and we f- we fell over these tweets. We discovered them. It, we just so happened to discover these tweets on the lad's first day at the job, at his new job as an England cricket player. Which came to light on Robinson's first day as an England player were made in 2012 when he was 18. Robinson used the N-word, yes, but it was with an A and not a hard R, you see. It was with an A, not an E-R. So it doesn't really count. It's different. Robinson used the N-word and another tweet tweet said, quote, (laughs) Iceman4433, dlive.tv slash Iceman. Ollie needs to hang with Gordon Ramsay for a week. Are you fucking stupid? Are you a fucking idiot, Ollie? What the fuck are you doing, son? Oh my god, is your brain made out of fucking shit, Ollie? 
Get the fuck out of my kitchen, Ollie, you fucking idiot. That would help. That might help Ollie Robinson. <laughs> Listen to this. Robinson used the N-word and uh, another tweet said, and I quote, my new Muslim friend is the bomb. Hashtag wee. <laughs> there were also sexist comments about, quote, females who play video games actually tend to have more sex. That's a sexist comment now. On the field. So we haven't even, this is the first time we've heard about like how he actually played. <laughs> Finally, someone decides to tell us, okay, so what kind of a game did he have, by the way? On the field, Robinson impressed with two of three wickets as New Zealand reached uh, 246 for three by the close of uh, play on day one of the first test at Lords. Kiwi debutant Devon Conway finished 136 not out. That's a fantastic knock. Uh, ECB Chief Executive Tom Harrison warned, quote, listen listen to this fucking... Now, this is where this is where the fun really starts because... So we've made Ollie Robinson apologize three fucking times for the same tweets. We've we've commenced our humiliation ritual of him. We've attempted to destroy his career one day after it starts. We've done all that, but now that's not good enough. If you if you voted two in the chat to say we're not finished with you yet, Ollie, then you were correct. Because now is when all the rest of the people, all of the auxiliary people, the former cricket players, the media personalities. The politicians will be fucking talking about it. Uh, you know, all of these kind of auxiliary little industries will now, they keep the conversation rolling now, much like I'm doing here. So it's not over Folly Robinson. The chief executive of Cricket in England said, and I quote, listen to this, I do not have the words to express how disappointed I am that an England men's player has chosen to write tweets of this nature. However long ago that might have been. However long ago. So he's not putting any time limit. He's not putting any time frame on offensive tweets. Fifth, I think it was uh, Original Revenue Chat before who said 15 years is a good cutoff point. He would be happily pushing past 15 years if we had the data. However long ago it was. I don't care. <laughs> Listen to this. Any person reading those words, particularly a woman or person of colour, <laughs> any person reading those words, particularly a woman or person of colour, would take away an image of cricket and cricketers that is completely unacceptable. He said, and I quote, we're better than this. <laughs> this isn't us. We're better than this. Yes, Ninja Warrior. He's officially an embarrassment to his country. Listen to this. We have zero tolerance stance to any form of discrimination. And there are rules. He, there was no discrimination. He said a funny line on Twitter. It's not discriminating against anybody. Come on now. Come on now. We have a zero tolerance stance to any form of discrimination. And there are rules in place that handle conduct of this nature. We will initiate a full investigation as part of our disciplinary process.
Uh, Ninja Warrior with the diamond. Thank you, Ninja Warrior. New follower. Great show. Thank you for joining us. Welcome aboard. Okay. So, how about this? Just give me a moment. I'm going to take some clothes off here. Give me a moment. I was just I was wearing a hoodie and I've got the heater on in here and it's quite cold outside. I couldn't I couldn't get scented. I couldn't decide on a fucking temperature. It's cold outside, it's warm in here, and I'm wearing a hoodie. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, okay, so how about this? Here's here's another little fun thought experiment for you. We've seen the three apologies. We played the three apologies. It was quite brilliant, actually, if you missed it, go back and watch it. We've we played the three apologies. Uh we, he's Ollie's the Ollie's now being investigated for his offensive tweets, which are nine years old. A full investigation has been launched by the governing body. Press one in the chat if you think after three invest uh, three apologies and a, you know, now an open investigation. Press one in the chat if you think we've done enough to Ollie. That's good enough. Press two in the chat if you think we're not done with you yet, Ollie. <laughs> Jenny V's already like, oh shit, oh jeez, man, come on. So three apologies and a full investigation. Press one in the chat if you think that's enough. Let's leave Ollie alone. Press two in the chat if you think, oh, fuck no. We haven't even started on you yet. <laughs> How cynical are you out there? How much, how much can we really burn this fucking... <laughs> How much can we destroy this fucking kid who should have just had the happiest day of his life? How, how much can we tighten the screws on this kid? I'll, I'll tell you. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Ladies and gentlemen, Ollie Robinson to be dropped from the second test match after Twitter controversy. <laughs> <laughs> So if you, I'm, I'm, you, there might, you might be getting lost in translation here a little bit. You know, obviously dropped means not in the team anymore. Uh, the the test matches are often played in series. So the first test match is obviously the first game in a series. Ollie Robinson to be dropped from the second test match after Twitter controversy. Not because of how he's playing. Apparently he's playing really well. <laughs> We're not done with you yet, Ollie. Where do you think you're going, young man? Hmm? Holy shit. England debutant Ollie Robinson is reportedly facing the axe from the second test against New Zealand. No matter how he performs, quote, no matter how he performs at Lords, <laughs> regardless of how he plays, he's going to lose his job. Oh, Ollie. Hey, Ollie. Ollie, listen to me, mate. On the biggest day of my career. Listen to us here, Ollie. We know that you're a young man. On the biggest We know that you're excited to play your first game for England. Tell you what you do. Now, because all of these tweets have popped up, Ollie. Listen to me, Ollie. Because of these old tweets, what I think you really need to do is you need to get out there and apologize as much as possible. Uh, yes, I know it's going to be difficult. You're probably going to start crying. 
Uh, just get out there to the TV cameras, the laptop, and on the field and apologize, and then maybe they'll let you keep your job, Ollie. <laughs> maybe they'll let you keep your job, son. On the biggest day of my career I'm embarrassed so far, I'm embarrassed by the racist and sexist tweets I posted over eight years ago, which have today become public. I want to make it clear that I'm not racist and I'm not sexist. I deeply regret my actions and I'm ashamed of making such remarks. I was thoughtless and irresponsible and regardless of my state of mind, such time, my actions were inexcusable. Since that period, I've matured as a person and truly regret the tweets. Today should be about my efforts on the field and the pride of making my thoughts and behaviour Behavior in the past Over the past few years, I've worked hard to turn my life around. I've considered the work and education, education I've gained, personal in my county, and the have helped me to come down to terms and gain deep understanding of being a responsible professional cricketer. I would like to apologise to anyone Keep apologising, If you keep if you keep apologising, they'll let you play cricket again. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Keep apologising. Tell them how sorry you are. That's right, Ollie. That's right, Ollie. That's right, Ollie. There's a good lad. There's a good lad. Say you're sorry to me, Ollie. I'm sorry, and I've certainly learned my lesson today. You've certainly learned your lesson. Let me tell you something, Ollie. I'll tell you when you've learned your lesson, son. Now, on your knees. There you go. There's a good lad. There's a good lad. Hey, listen, you want to keep playing for England, don't you? All right, then. Now, come over here and get down on the floor. <laughs> what are you doing to me? We're going to fuck the racism out of you, Ollie. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get, we're going to get hordes of thoughtless, knuckle-dragging rock apes on Twitter to start screaming at you, spitting at you. Vitriol, Ollie. Vitriol. Real vitriol. They're going to fucking hate you, Ollie, and you're going to hate yourself. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to make you apologise three times. <laughs> three times, Ollie. Not once, not twice, but thrice. And then we're going to launch a full investigation on you, Ollie. That's what we're going to do. You know why? Because this is unacceptable. It's not good enough, Ollie. Chip, chip, fucking chipperoo. That's right. Just a little deeper. <laughs> I'm just going to push it in there a little bit more. And then when you think we're done, Ollie, when it's all said and done, after the humiliating apologies... After being forced to get down on your knees and beg for forgiveness. After the investigation, you know what? Even if you play the best game of cricket in your life, we're going to drop you from the team anyway. That's what we're going to do, Ollie. What you think of that, son? How about that? So. What if. What if. There was one group of people that you could count on. One group of people that you might consider would come out and defend Ollie. How about, how about, you know, he's got to have some allies out there, right? He's got to have some comrades. What about former England cricket players, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think, huh? Like if Ollie's going to find support from anywhere, surely it's going to be somebody who's been in the team, somebody who understands the pressure of playing in the English cricket team. Press one in the chat if you think the former players I'm about to show you came out in support of Ollie. Press two in the chat if 
We're not done with you yet, Ollie. <laughs> press two in the chat if you think we can still get more angry at Ollie. Or press one in the chat if you think the former players are going to be like, let's protect him now. He's had enough. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> Sinister Charlie, I don't like this game. I see, I see a lot of twos in the chat. Well, I'm pleased to report, ladies and gentlemen, that a couple of former players did, in fact, come out and make comments about this. Former England captain Nasser Hussein said Robinson's tweets were, quote, not acceptable and had tarnished an otherwise memorable day in his career. But he also acknowledged that the fast bowler had apologised and recognised his mistake. He said, sorry, that should be good enough, right? I mean, once you apologise, then everything goes back to normal, doesn't it? Isn't all is forgiven? Hussein said, and I quote, You just can't be doing this. It's just not good enough. It's just not on. But I also think we're probably a bit of a cruel society if we don't realise that an 18-year-old does make mistakes and that he's got it horribly wrong and he's fronting up. It does not make it right in any way. The tweets are horrible. They are not right, and you should never say those things whether you're 18 or 28. He's trying to have a he's trying to have a bet each side here. Getting splinters on his ass from sitting on the fence. There is no room for racism. There is no room for online hate. There is no room for being a keyboard warrior just because it's four in the morning and you've had a few beers. It is not acceptable. Because this the other So is this what we want, though? How many times have I said on this show that modern day, like modern society, people crave the bland. People crave the colourless and the boring. They're not going to be happy unless everybody is out there reading prepared statements saying the exact the, the saying saying things that can only be construed as nothingness and you know inoffensive fucking nothingness and word salad. That's all they want. Anything that deviates from that uh, recipe, they, they scorn, they, they shun it, they, they get upset by it, they start twisting, they start pissing the bed, they start, you know, sucking on a handkerchief, they can't do it. We want everything to be bland and grey, inoffensive, no highs, no lows, no surprises, just read the statement, Ollie. Just do the line, Bart. Right. This is my favourite part here. Tom Harrison, the chief executive of the England and Wales Cricket Board, said, quote, he did not have words to express how disappointed I am that an England's men player has chosen to write tweets of this nature. Uh, any person reading those words, particularly a woman or person of colour, would take an image away from cricketers that is completely unacceptable. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, gay, gay frog in my throat. England's players began the day by sharing, quote, a moment of unity. <laughs> England's players began the day by sharing a, quote, moment of unity with their New Zealand counterparts. Wearing T-shirts designed to show a collective stance against a discrimination of all kinds. <laughs> hey! 
So they had a unity day. <laughs> they had a big unity day and they all wore the little T-shirts. We stand against discrimination. Of course, that's not the players coming up with that. That would be the players' bosses. That would be the cricket, you know, the cricket governing bodies and stuff saying, hey, we need to wear little shirts that say we're not racist so everybody will think we're good guys. I mean, it's a fucking circus. Harrison said a full investigation was underway. Uh, We've got one more comment here from former England captain... Uh, Mike Atherton, who himself was um, <laughs> Mike Atherton, who himself was in trouble before when he was playing for uh, cheating for t- ball tampering, he would rub shit on the ball so it would swing around in the air when they bowled it. So you know he's he's let he who is without sin, I guess, tweet the first tweet. Sky Sports pundits discussed Ollie Robinson's apology over historical yes. racist and sexist posts. Racist and sexist it was. It was fucking racist and it was fucking sexist, mate. On social media, he apologised after yesterday's play. You know, I was pretty depressed when I left the ground last night for the reasons that you state that it should have been a, a day to celebrate with the this crowd. This is actually back. good. And also for Ollie Robinson, that was the should have been the greatest day of his cricketing life. And he ends up giving a a shame-faced apology at the end of the day, a humiliating apology. So I was pretty depressed by the whole thing. I thought it was a distressing story on so many levels. One, that the tweets were there from eight, nine, ten years ago. It was distressing. Two, that somebody's trawling through these tweets from a decade ago. Three, that he's been around the England team now for the best part of the year and nobody has thought perhaps to look at his social media footprint. Yes. Uh, and fourthly, that it, it ruined the day for him. So it was a totally distressing story. I wasn't... Now, have a look at this fucking guy. Here, <laughs> okay? Have a look at this fucking chap. This chap who decides to weigh in to the discussion here. His name is Simon Dool. His name is Simon Dool. He played for New Zealand between 1992 and 2000. He looks to me... He looks to me the guy you would cast as an extra in a movie that's about Eastern European gangsters. Okay. He looks like a fucking Russian mafia henchman. He looks like a dumb as dog shit Russian mafia henchman. He's even got the white suit with the gold chain. Okay. This this happy little chappy over here. Now you wait until this fucking doyen of style opens his north about our friend Ollie here, Ollie Robinson. Wait till you hear this fucking guy's opinion on the matter. <laughs> totally distressing story. I wasn't overly sure that he'd read the statement prior to reading it out on air, which um, <laughs> which was a little bit concerning from my concerning, point of view. Yeah. It's an England cricket statement. It's a, it's an ECB statement from the team. Yep. I'd rather have heard something from the heart from Ollie Robinson, to be honest. And that statement could have been put out to the press and put out to everyone, but... I just would have rather heard something from him that came from the heart about what he'd done, how wrong it was. He's got to be... Something from the heart? You know, you know, the apology... (laughs) Because he's doing the meme. He's doing the fucking thing. A former cricket player, right? Somebody you would expect, a former cricket player from an era where you would expect them to say, oh, fucking everybody get over it. It's a tweet. Who gives a fuck? Let the kid play cricket and fucking shut up. You know, that's what you need. 
This fucking chappy, as Carrier Monkey is calling him in the chat, this happy fucking chappy. Oh, I, I, you know what? I want to see something from the heart. Because to him, the apology, not good enough. Not good enough, Ollie. Now, come out. You've, you, hey, Ollie, <clears throat> Ollie, you've given three apologies now today. We forced you to apologize three different fucking times. Now, come back and try again. I want to hear an apology that's more emotional, Ollie. <laughs> I want to hear something that's from the heart, Ollie. Wow. No, sorry, Ollie. Not good enough. Where do you think you're going, mate? It's time for another apology. One with meaning. <laughs> oh, so there you have it. Nine years after Ollie Robinson wrote like a couple of cheeky things on Twitter, which really aren't that fucking offensive anyway. Uh, which was in, you know, 2012, which was, tif- Twitter was a different place in 2012, let alone people being 18 years old. Twitter was a different site. You could say a lot more shit in 2012 than you can now. So a couple of fucking drunken tweets at like two in the morning from this kid who's playing cricket as an 18-year-old, probably never imagines that he's ever going to play for his country. Nearly a decade later, he gets there. He finally, finally, after all this time, 27, I make it play in my first game for my country. This is a proud moment. Come to the ground, mum and dad. Come and watch your fucking sweet little boy. And then directly after the game, the first question he gets hit with, how come you're a racist? (laughs) What? (laughs) How come you're a sexist and a racist? You should be ashamed of yourself. Now get out there and apologise. He's trotted around, forced to apologise repeatedly. Former players come out and say, it's not fucking good enough. We need to hear something from the heart. The boss of the cricket team comes out and says, we're launching a full investigation. And now the stories come out. Hey, it doesn't even matter how well he plays. Sorry, Ollie, you've got to go. And that, ladies and gentlemen, after a, an, an international cricket career that lasted one game, that is the curious case of Ollie Robinson. With that, we'll be back in five minutes. I'm going to take a quick five-minute break here, grab myself a beverage. When we return, so much more to get through. We're going to ease you into the weekend after the break. Coming up on this Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Stick around. Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria? Not knowing whether to wear a mask or not. Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... 
Charworthington here with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahoochinanny of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasorcin mechanic, where these chickens just be going chuck crazy. It's off the hinge. We even got carrots jumping off of trailers. We got Karens going to crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamonix Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen, due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off Karens to come within six feet of your disease, the expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and let immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time in transition from sleep to awake. Okie dokie, roll em. Harry the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Harry the Nazi. Are you ready for this? Harry says sorry for Nazi costume. Now he's marrying a biracial woman. All is forgiven. <laughs> it's no longer a center of white privilege. <laughs> the evil white, white English people. Prince Harry has apologised for wearing a swastika armband to a friend's fancy dress party. How dare he? You better go out and marry a half-black girl right now. <laughs> Harry, you have brought shame upon this house and this institution. You are a disgrace to the crown, and you are an embarrassment to dear old England. I demand that you go to America immediately and find yourself one of these half-caste ladies willing to jump into bed with you. At that moment, we will celebrate it. We will tell all the people that you are no longer a Nazi. You are now reformed. You are progressive. And you are the embodiment and the beacon for future, future relationships. And we, together, we will end racism, Harry. We will end racism. And thank you, Nana. Thank you, Nana. You know, I was planning on having sex with a number of women in America. No, Harry. I just want you to focus on the coloured folks. You know those coloured folk they have more coloured folks in America than we do over here. So please, Harry, when you're looking for somebody to insert your penis into, make sure she's a little bit tinged. Okay, thank you, darling. Of course, all the tickets are paid for. Very well. Good night, Harry. I look forward to the wedding. Remember, officer, when you're out on the job, remember your training. This just in! The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. 
Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms. Police have reported. More right about this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Come back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Friday night edition, Daily Boogie Fucking Podcast. Absolute pleasure. So much more to get through. Don't forget, later on tonight, follow some of our friends. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Rational Times, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mitch, might be on, I think. Give Mitch a follow. Uh, Joy of Pessie will be on, I suspect, later on tonight. Uh, just after quarter past 12, there was some unpleasantness. Yesterday. So I think Joy Pessy's triumphant return tonight. Uh, at Real Person, PLTCS will be around. I think, you know, Chimani might be around. AP might be doing stuff too. I don't know what's going on with AP. I don't know. So, give, you know the crew. Check them out. Winning TV tomorrow night. Major Tom will be on over the weekend. Sunday night shit show, of course, with the host of ROTC, Frozen Asia. And, yeah, give everyone a follow. Chimani might be around as well. Sinister Charlie in the chat. On YouTube, give Sinister Charlie a follow. He's been doing some streams, some little game streams. Go and check him out. So much more to get through and so little time. Tell you what, since we're on Outrage, should we keep on Outrage? I think we should keep on Outrage. Because when you're on to a good thing, why let the good thing fucking stop? Gotta let, gotta let it ride, baby. We've got to keep this fucking thing going. I want to be more Outrage today. I want to be even more offended. Do you think it's possible? I mean, after Ollie, after the Ollie Robinson affair, can we even get more offended today? Well, yes, we can, ladies and gentlemen, with this tremendous story here. Snatch hoax. Pickup truck with, quote, vile image of kidnapped woman tied up on the back is investigated by the police. Yes. We're now, we're now investigating people because of the paint jobs on their car. A pickup truck with a vile image of an apparently kidnapped woman tied up on the back is being investigated by police. Drivers were horrified to see the picture of the woman lying down and tied up in the back of the vehicle. Now, I do have a picture of the vehicle here. Let's have a look. <laughs> That's what's painted on the back of the guy's car. If, you, if you're listening to the podcast today... This is going to be one of those ones where you have to see the image for yourself. So if you want the link, every link, you know, everything that we refer to on the show is posted in the show notes of each episode on the Podbean website. I think I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Drivers were horrified. They were horrified to see the back of the vehicle. Motorists were outraged after seeing the vile image of a kidnapped woman. Now, here's another picture. If you see this picture here, ladies and gentlemen, somebody has spray-painted on this guy's truck over the image, over the picture of the girl. They've spray-painted, this is not okay, which is an ironic thing to spray-paint considering spray-painting somebody's truck is not okay. It's like a confirmation loop that you can't break them out of. You'd have to tell this person a paradox 
about existence and then hopefully their head would explode. I think that's how you deal with them. So here they are vandalizing somebody else's property and their tag is, this is not okay. (laughs) So of course, you know, the picture on the back of the truck is not okay. It's okay for them to cover it with spray paint because it's not okay if you're following along at home. I know it's difficult to keep track of. Oh no, not Ollie again. Poor Ollie. The truck, listen to this. The truck was reported to police after being spotted at traffic lights in Trowes near Norwich, Norfolk. Norfolk. So we're still in the UK here. Norfolk police said the incident is being investigated as a, quote, potential hate crime. These are really, these are really dark times ahead. This, ladies and gentlemen, this this gag here, pun intended. <laughs> but this this joke painting on the back of the truck now being investigated, quote, for a potential hate crime. You know, I'm starting to think that the term hate crime is beginning to lose some of its significance. Maybe I'm alone in that respect. Maybe I'm the only one who thinks that. I mean, you know, clearly. Clearly, this is serious. I mean, it's vile. A police spokesman said, A woman reported seeing a blue pickup truck with vinyl printed on the back of the truck showing a woman being tied up, blindfolded, bound, as if being kidnapped. Inquiries are ongoing. (laughs) The picture sparked outrage when it was shared by Sophia Forte on the Facebook group called, quote, Reclaim These Streets Norwich. Sounds like a little bit of an activist group, if you ask me. Whose streets? Well, whose streets? Well, whoever really deserves them the most, I think. I think probably the the people of colour might belong to them. I mean, I don't want to offend anybody. Don't want to step out of line. I'm an ally. Whose streets? Well, whoever wants them, really. (laughs) I mean, I'm only here because somebody else is missing out. I mean, you know, capitalism is evil. Whose streets? Well, who wants them? Put your hand up. I'll give them to you. You can have them. Just if you just let me, if I'm allowed to just live in my little house here and please don't, you know, rob me too often, maybe once a month. Try to stick to a Thursday. I get paid on a Wednesday. So if you come at me on a Saturday, I'm not going to have much. The graphic designer said on a message, the picture, quote, this was spotted in Norwich. Listen, listen to this. It's not okay to normalize violence against women. Then people wonder why we have so many issues with it. Do these people genuinely believe that this vinyl on the back of this truck is going to make it normal for people to kidnap women and throw them in the back of their truck. Like, do, uh, this is this is how dumb they think you are, right? They, they think that you're going to see this and then, you know, subconsciously you're going to be like, well, no, it's okay to tie up a chick and throw in the back of the truck. I saw a guy doing it earlier today. <laughs> it's normal. It's been normalised now. This is what they think of you. This is the way they see the world. Oh no no no. No no. If we don't if we don't make an example of this fucking truck owner, if we don't throw this guy in prison 
for a hate crime, right? Then all of a sudden, people, women are just going to be getting tied up and thrown in the backs of trucks because it's been normalized now. They really just fucking hate. They have no respect for you whatsoever because that's what they think of you. Foggy in the chat. Wait, it's not okay? Fuck. <laughs> it's re- Phil in the chat. It's wrong? What are you talking I thought it was normal now. Isn't this normal? Don't we all just tie up chicks and throw them in the back of the truck? All right, off we go. Beep, beep. <laughs> you know? I thought this was fine. No. It's not fine. It's not okay. It's not okay to normalize it. Quote, it is sickening visually to think that someone has designed this and in my opinion... It is normalizing violence, abuse, threat, and control over over women. It makes me sad that someone that is a designer has abused their power to create something like this. We need calm people to stand up, not alarm. She thinks she's one of the calm ones. She thinks that be, she thinks be, by having the opinion that this is going to normalize violence against women, she thinks that makes her one of the calm, rational people. Hey, how do you like that inversion of reality? I've never seen anything like this on a vehicle. I am shocked. It is beyond disgraceful. I really hope someone reported the driver, and I hope there is something that can be done about this. <laughs> These are quotes. I'm reading you quotes of people. What the fuck is wrong with people? How can that ever be funny? It's pretty fucking funny, man. I think it's pretty funny. Of course, of course, I'm not a psychopath. But I think it's pretty funny. Look, we've been talking about outrage tonight on the show. Look, it's not all bad news. I've got some good news for you. You know, we are on Team YouTube here, ladies and gentlemen. I've got some good news. It's not all It's not all bad news, not all outrage. What if I told you that major streaming platforms... Look, try to contain your excitement here, okay? Do your best. I know this is going to be a big moment for all of us. <laughs> what if I were to tell you that major streaming platforms were taking steps towards more inclusivity, huh? Would you be happy about that? Would you be applauding this? Guess what? I've got a, I've got a story here in my hot little hands, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to like it. It's talking about streaming platforms becoming more progressive. Because it's time. It's time. It's time to show that we really care. I knew you'd be happy. How about this hot little item here? This is, this is going to change the fucking world, this. Twitch makes a step towards inclusivity. We'll let users add transgender tag to videos. Wow. Hey. This is going to make all the difference. Okay. You mean that I can actually tag my stream with transgender now? I might have to do that on Twitch. I might have to do a little bit of... um housekeeping on the Twitch channel. We're still on Twitch, believe it or not. Nobody watches over there. Maybe if I put the transgender tag on, all of a sudden, start to get some listeners. Because we have such a positive message here. I mean, this is the most inclusive show on the fucking internet. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. If anybody tries to tell you that this isn't the most welcoming and open show on the internet, ban them. 
because clearly they don't belong here. So fuck them off immediately. That's a that's a direct order to my moderators. If somebody doesn't believe that we are the most accepting and inclusive chat room on the internet, fuck them off immediately. <laughs> and never let them back in. Twitch, which lets users broadcast themselves playing video games, introduced transgender, bisexual, black and disabled among more than 350 new tags, labels that users can add to their videos. This is one of this has been one of the most popular requests we've had. And the simple truth is that we should have done this sooner. I couldn't agree more. Amazon-owned Twitch said in a blog last week, it then broadcast the news to users on Wednesday. Tech firms have come under pressure to make their products more inclusive of trans people, ladies and gentlemen. With Instagram and LinkedIn allowing users to add their pronouns to their profiles amid fierce debate over what it means to be male or female. We're now, we're now back to debating what male and female means. Uh, speaking of which, because this is Pride Month, a lot of positivity, love, a lot of love here on a Friday. Friday love stream, ladies and gentlemen. Dior chooses Chinese transgender star as an ambassador for its new fragrance campaign. Okay, now we're getting somewhere here with this progress thing. <laughs> Dior announced the news on its Weibo account with a video in which Jing Jing talks about women's empowerment. This is a Chinese man talking about women's empowerment. Jin Jing, a former male ballet dancer and army colonel, is a prominent television presenter and has a significant following on social media. Dior, the French house opened by LVMH, the largest luxury group in the world, is collaborating with China's transgender celebrity Jing Jing for a campaign centered on the brand's Jajor fragrance. I don't know how to say these words. Dior announced the news on its Weibo account with a video in which Jing Jing talks about women's empowerment. I've got to see this video. I must. Please show me the video of Jing Jing talking about women's empowerment, please. It's not here. It's not here. God damn it. LGBT issues are still a taboo topic in China, where the community faces harsh consequences like ostracism, unemployment, and even jail. A report from the Beijing LGBT Center in 2017 found that of 1,640 respondents, all but six had experienced domestic violence at the hands of parents or guardians after coming out. So there you go, Dior getting on the bandwagon. And this one here, uh, Kitty B alerted me to this earlier today. Male teachers in Spain wear skirts to support student bullied for his fashion choices. <laughs> Because when I think back to like my high school years and like the hard ass teachers that I had at the time, I think of the ones who were brave enough to wear women's clothes. There are those emotional support teachers who let us spend lunch periods in their classrooms. And then there are these teachers in Spain who are taking emotional comfort one step further. On May the 2nd, two men in their 30s who teach at the public school, I'm not reading that out, in Spain, <laughs> showed up to school in skirts for a heartwarming reason. It was heartwarming. Manuel Ortega. Ortega. Manuel Ortega. Motherfucker. And uh, Bora Velazquez. 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 The Pantega. The Penetrada. <laughs> the teachers in question. These two guys. Decided to do this after Ortega heard a student spew homophobic slurs at another classmate for wearing a hoodie featuring manga motifs. 
The student ended up taking the hoodie off and lowering their head in embarrassment after the insults. Yes, of course. Though the other student was told off for his words, the teachers feared they did not understand just how much power mean words can harness. Ortega brought the skirt idea to Velazquez, the school's head of studies, who supported it and agreed to participate as a way to take a stance on tolerance and diversity. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Male teachers in public schools now wearing skirts. (laughs) Wearing skirts to deal with bullies. That'll own the bullies. (laughs) Nice way to own the bullies, sir, by dressing up as a girl. You really showed him. (laughs) Kitty B, who is the arsehole here, Twitter? Yes, exactly. This is not okay. Talking about the back of the truck. All right, let's do one more item here. One more item on a Friday. This is going to be completely up to you. I have three options for you. A multiple choice to end out the week. What do you say? So option number one is a Cartnarks video. I haven't watched it. We haven't done the Cartnarks for a couple of weeks. So that's option number one. Option number two is another Toddles video which is called More Reasons to Consider Me as President for the United States. So he's got another campaign video, ladies and gentlemen, Toddles. Item number three is an Australian story about a helpline which helps women with big breasts deal with life. One, two, or three. One for the Cartnarks, two for Toddles, three for the Big Tit Helpline. It's a little bit split. It's a little bit split. Not everybody wants to see the Big Boob Helpline. <laughs> okay, it's between it's between two and three. So there's a few there's a few people who voted one in the chat. Let's focus on you. So you guys who voted one decide between two or three. Two is more from Toddles, three is the Big Boob Helpline. We've got to narrow this down. It's very close. <laughs> Cabaret. The real ones never vote against Toddles. There'll be plenty to we can do Toddles on Monday. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not going anywhere. He's not gonna he's not gonna get elected. Uh oh, I thought the threes were in front and then the twos are coming back. Oh god, you're making it very difficult. Okay, how about this? We'll play one minute of each. (laughs) Just because I'm being a shit on a Friday. I'm being a complete shit. So we'll play one minute of each and then we'll let you decide. I won't interrupt. One minute of each clip, no interruption from me. And then from there, we'll decide which one we want. Okay, let's start with Toddles first. Let's see what this new Toddles clip has for us.
God bless America. <laughs> I wanted to say, once I'm in office and president, bills will be straight, narrow, concise. Nice. Good. Obviously. And I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. He's he's never concise. <laughs> You know, when I'm president, bills are going to be straight, narrow, and concise. By the way, I tried a new potato chip last night. Very nice. Very nice. It's a jalapeno flavor. <laughs> and I've been drinking more warm beer lately. It's a bush. I'm just going to slam this down. I'll be, I'll be a great president. Nice and concise. Half shirt Fridays, exactly. Totally. <laughs> Constructive and apply to meaningful things that really matter. Roads will be improved. <laughs> and what else you got? It'll be just more precise. I good. got word sounds good. recently about the joggers. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, hang on. What what do what do we have here? Ex what was that, Todd? Excuse me? Hang on. We, I may need to make a, you know, an executive decision here. We may just have to stick with Toddles after all, because who knows what fucking dark, you know, hallways this is going to lead us down here. I had no. Wait, what? People are saying based? Is he our guy? <laughs> He's got my vote, Ray Walker, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, we're worried about him too, bro. So hear that again. Approved. And. It'll be just more precise. I got word recently about the joggers. He got word recently about the joggers. <laughs> just recently. He's he's only just found out about the joggers. Oh. He's got a lot of catching up to do, doesn't he? <laughs> Look at that face. That is the face of a man who has only just learned about the joggers. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> okay, so he's going to be president. He's, he's just figured out, he's just learned about the joggers. He, he was, his attention was drawn to the joggers. Have a look. Who jog. What they do is they jog. They act like they're jogging but they commit crimes in the act. Oh, he's doing it. He's actually doing it. Holy shit. I, I haven't pre- I had no idea this is what he was going to talk about. I haven't watched this clip. <laughs> he's actually talking. <laughs> what are they, did they commit crimes? Whilst they're pretending, whilst they're pretending to jog, <coughs> the joggers. <coughs> oh, Toddles, don't do it to me. <laughs> Cabaret in the chat. Big innocent eyes. <laughs> Big innocent eyes. Beautiful-hearted little-based man. <laughs> joggers gonna jog. <laughs> I can't believe he's talking about it, honestly. I recently was just made aware of the joggers. <laughs>
The joggers are people who pretend to jog, but they uh, commit crimes. What is even more exciting than him finding out about the joggers is, um, you know, what's his solution going to be? Because that's that's the kind of shit that you can win you an election right there if he gets it right. What do you think his solution is going to be to the jogger problem? <laughs> what do you think? How based do you think Toddles is as a candidate? Roads will be improved. And it'll be just more precise. Yeah. I got yeah. word recently. I love I love his phrasing. I got word about the joggers. Someone whispered it to me in a meeting. Sir, I just want, I don't want you to be alarmed, but there are joggers outside in the hallway, sir. Who, who are the joggers? They're these, they're these guys who pretend to be jogging, but they steal things. Oh. Got word of the joggers. About the joggers. Yes. Who jog. What they do is they jog. They act like they're jogging. But they commit crimes in the act. So, I would... Encourage, recommend, and alert people to get their license to carry firearms, be legal owners of firearms, and promote, get your CCL, concealed carry, and people should have firearms. I just, I'm, I don't know why this is emotional for me now. He's going completely fucking based. Wow. Yesterday he didn't even know about the joggers. Now he does. And now he's like, all right, everyone, arm up. <laughs> Jenny B, I'm in love. <laughs> Yes, Toddles. Based and Toddles pilled, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck. I'm all about the National Rifle Association. I'm all for it. He's all about that life. I support it. I'm, I, I'm adamant about it. I'm a proponent of it. Yep. I totally encourage people to boy. support it also. Boy. National Rifle Association. And that way people would be armed and protected. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I'm kind of sad at the same time. It's only a matter of time now until some article gets written in Vox, you know, 2024 presidential candidate, ca uh, candidate Todd Weiss, alt-right, <laughs> takes a nasty turn to the alt-right, becomes a white supremacist. It, it's, we're only days away from that now. Oh, toddles. And Little does he know. Maybe if he apologizes three times, we'll let him, you know, have his life back. Maybe. You don't want to be the new Ollie Robinson, Toddles. That would. I mean, speaking of not apologizing, he's not fucking apologizing, is he? He's not apologizing. We've got to sort out the joggers. The way we do the way we do that, conceal carry. Fucking hell. This alt-right white supremacist guy. He's onto something be a good deterrent to crimes and criminal behavior. 
and lower the rates of yep. uh, criminal behavior. Is he going to do FBI crime statistics? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. He's doing crime stats, guys. Guys, he's doing crime stats. He's talking about joggers and doing crime stats. I want to wake up now. Unplug me. Get me out of the matrix, please. I'm done. This is getting scary now. Based and toddles pilled. Criminal behavior and lower the rates of uh, criminal behavior. <laughs> Winning TV breaking. Toddles made a joke when he was eight years old, which is offensive. <laughs> we found a tweet from 12 years ago. And I would allow that in all states. I would allow marijuana in all states. I would legalize marijuana in all states because what's good for one state is good for all states. We're a nation or a country. We're all unified. We're all in this together. As in the one. Legalize marijuana. Reduce the smoking age to 16. Everyone should have a concealed carry license and watch out for those fucking joggers. Eh? Toddles 2024, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> one entity, one country, one USA. One nation under God. We're all a people. We're all a country. We're all a nation. We're all patriotic. And we all represent this wonderful. Daryl in the chat asking, is Toddles still into kids? Yes, he cares deeply about the children and wants them to be their very best. Obviously. I mean, the man's running for president. Clearly, he cares about kids, you know. He really loves your kids. Really. He'll do anything for anything. He's the perfect president. Country. He doesn't just smell them. And as far as torture methods go... Oh, torture methods? <laughs> We're doing torture now! We're torturing people now! <laughs> Toddles! Fuck. Is, is Toddles going full fash in front of our eyes or what? This is a very different platform from what Toddles ran on in 2020. Remember 2020? It was like, it was all about, I need to give more money to single black mothers because I love black chicks, <laughs> right? We've got to open the borders, let everybody in. We're going to stamp out the racism. That was Toddles in 2020. Now, Toddles in 2024 is, uh, there's too many joggers out there. I've checked the, the crime statistics, so everybody needs to be armed. <laughs> He's gone full fucking fat. Now, let's get to the topic of torture methods. What? Um, trying to get information out of other people. Yeah. Uh, waterboarding, I would support. I would Supports waterboarding. <laughs> Yes, legalize weed and waterboarding. <laughs> Ninja Warrior 0094. These are the people radicalized through YouTube. No, Toddles, Toddles isn't radicalized through YouTube. He is YouTube. Team, well, he's not YouTube. I'm Team YouTube. Here at Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, myself and Suze. You know, Suze got in touch with me last night. I like to call her Suze because that's how well we know each other. She got in touch with me. She said, Boogs, you're doing tremendous work promoting vaccines. Um, you're doing tremendous work keeping keep, keeping people COVID safe. And I said, Suze, it's all for you. Like, you know, I don't even do it for the for the credit and the, the plaudits and the, 
celebrity, but you know, I do it because I care. I genuinely care. Sue says, I know, Boogs, I know you care. That's what we do here at Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. We care. That's why we're playing this, because it's important for kids to learn about politics. I would do waterboarding, and also I would also design America to foster on and to really focus on mm -hmm. ideally treating people with the utmost proper uh, courtesy. Okay. So if you're keeping up with the policy platform for 2024 for Toddles for President, we're lowering the smoking age to 16. Okay. We're going to deal with the joggers by handing out concealed carry licenses to everybody, man, women, and child in every state. We're going to legalize marijuana. We're also going to raise the, 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 the speed limit on the roads. Remember, that was a platform position from a couple of days ago. Everybody, you can drive 100 miles an hour wherever you go. We're also going to legalize waterboarding and other forms of torture in order to get information. Because you know why? Because we're unified. We're all in this together. Fantastic. And we're going to treat everyone with respect. Just common courtesy. Common courtesy. Here, here's a bag of weed. And would you please step into room two? Just lie down on that on that bed there. No, don't worry. The straps are for our protection. People tend to thrash around. And honor and integrity. Honor. Integrity. Because we all deserve respect as a human being, as a, a person. As we an do. individual. We do. We respect. We deserve respect as human beings, individuals. Ladies and gentlemen, Toddles 20 fucking 24. How good is that? And speaking of respect, just to round out the show here, just to get your Friday started on the right wavelength, let's do the big boob hotline anyway. <laughs> it's the bizarre but clever helpline for women with big breast problems. Tonight, we put it to the test. Problems? <laughs> Ray Walker tipped $14.99. Oh, thank you, Mr. Walker. Very generous of you. Thank you very much, sir. Well, just for that, just for that, let's see some women complaining about their breasts. Hi, I'm Fran, and I'm going to find you the right bra. Hi, I'm Mimi, and you're going to wish you met me years ago. We specialise in D cup and up. I think we're going to need to increase the cup size. Welcome to the Big Boob Helpline. How does it make money? How do they... Hi, hi, my name's Sally. I've got an E-cup and I don't know where to buy a bra. Let me hook you up. They're like a... Are they like a concierge for the amply breasted, the amply busted female? Is that how it works? I, I don't understand what this is. Cabaret in the chat says it's brilliant. <laughs> Actually brilliant. <laughs> Some might say that I'm alone. But I just call it being free. Let those puppies free girls call the Big Boob Hotline. You've got a bit of a 
low plunge. A so. lot of women come to us because they can't find bras in their size in the mainstream stores. Your breast tissue actually stops all the These expert fitters from lingerie store Brava are helping solve big problems nationwide. You're currently wearing a 10F, is that correct? Yes. And finding women the perfect match. Finally. They can jump on Zoom. We talk through what issues you're having, um, what bra size we'd recommend, and then also what styles we think would work for you as well. Kind of be standing in the corner of the store by myself, looking for anyone to kind of help guide me, but there was no one ever there. And if that ain't love, I don't know what it is. To be honest, I think we're done with this already. Um... <laughs> Because it's going to be hard to top Toddles tonight. That Toddles clip was fucking amazing. To be honest, I have two things to say about this. One, good on them. So if if they've created like a business, right? If they've created a business out of who, I didn't know. Maybe there is a market out there for chicks who want to talk about bra sizes. I don't know. I didn't think it was a thing. But apparently it is. Maybe they're getting like some kind of commission from each sale that they make or something. So, my first point is, wow, that's amazing. Good for you. Fucking go for it. You know, if they're making money, making a little business, fucking good stuff. I'm, I'm a libertarian. I'm on. I like entrepreneurism. I like small business. So of course, I support them. Pun intended. A lot of they've got a lot of support there at the uh, Bra Hotline. So that's, that's you know, point number one. Point number two is it's really disappointing that there needs to be a Bra Hotline. <laughs> This is my thought. It's really sad that there needs to be a place for women to call up to talk about brass. But that's the way it goes. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's program. Thank you for joining us. What a fucking show. What, what a fun time we had. Uh, don't forget, in a few minutes from now, Rational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mitch, will be around later on. And all of our friends that we mentioned earlier... Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive and on Streamlabs. I hope you have a fucking lovely weekend. And we'll see you back again here on Monday at 7pm. So, until then, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.